0: The S&P 500 has risen to a new high and close to its record level. Complacency seems to be taking hold of market participants because the latest leg up has been driven entirely by multiple expansion. According to Bloomberg, the price to earnings ratio of the S&P 500 has erupted back to 19.2 times, almost a 10% increase in valuation with no discernible improvement in earnings or margins and this is important because the latest round of revisions shows consensus estimating a negative growth of 0.28 percent in earnings for this year consumer confidence is back at 2022 lows and what's most important is that the economic surprise index is also weakening so what are investors betting on Good old quantitative easing to return. When one looks at the consensus estimates of EPS growth in the S&P 500, it looks like a textbook case of massaging estimates. Expectations of earnings growth have plummeted from plus four percent to minus 0.28 percent in a few months and energy conglomerates continue to be the darlings of sell-side recommendations despite a slump of 30 percent in their profit expectations meanwhile consensus is playing its old classic trick pump next year estimates. This year EPS growth for the S&P 500 is negative. However, for the following year, analysts expect a massive increase of 8.91%. This way, analysts can tell their clients that yes, this year profits will be poor, but rising valuations are justified by the strong growth of next year. However, this is likely to be revised down as rapidly as 2023 earnings were. And think about this, massaging consensus estimates is nothing new. According to Bloomberg, the average downgrade of one-year estimates from January to December is 20% in the past decade, i.e. one starts the year with an estimate of growth of, let's say, 8 10% 10% and then it's consistently and constantly downgraded with uh, uh, the next year keeping valuations relatively stable. So why are investors accepting another period of aggressive multiple expansion in the middle of an alleged monetary policy normalization? You guessed it, investors now know that central banks will turn on the printing machine at the slightest problem. Global money supply reached a peak in March. 2022 of 105 trillion U.S. dollars, according to Bloomberg. It was supposedly going to fall rapidly to 95-90 trillion with central banks unwinding their balance sheet and reducing the excess money created in the system. It hasn't happened. The global money supply continues to be above 101 trillion and has risen significantly with the banking crisis. Investors are right to see that central bank policies will remain massively accommodative and the impact of rate hikes has been pretty limited, providing more an opportunity to increase risk than to reduce it. However, market participants may be too optimistic, expecting massive multiple expansion to drive markets further. Inflation remains elevated and being accommodative is significantly different from implementing quantitative easing. Central banks are injecting liquidity in a banking crisis, but that is not QE. They're not driving the valuation bubble further as easily as some would expect. We need to think about a few things first fundamentals are not helping earnings and margin estimates require further cuts to be aligned with the macroeconomic reality second inflation may be declining but it is mostly due to the base effect and accumulated consumer prices remain not just elevated but stubbornly elevated with core CPI stubbornly higher than what commodities and money supply would dictate. Because think about this, elevated core CPI remains and elevated inflation is still there when commodity prices, the vast majority of them, have slumped to uh, coming below the pre-Ukraine invasion levels. So if we think about this, this means that central banks are more likely to surprise with more rate hikes than with the expected cuts into the end of 2023 that we see in consensus estimates. Third, investor position is not bearish. Investors are constantly saying in different surveys that it seems that they're very cautious, that they're very bearish, that they're prudent. However, real positioning of institutional funds is extremely concentrated on cyclicals. Hedge funds' net long exposure is very high. And according to the CNN Greed and Fear Index, we are still in greed territory. No, investors are not bearish. Fourth, and more important, there is a wall of state debt that will flood markets in the next two years. The United States alone will likely increase net financing requirements by almost $2 trillion in the next couple of years. And the Eurozone is flooding the market with the gigantic funding of the atrocious Next Generation Fund. All that public paper will be refinanced and it means less liquidity in markets. More state debt financed by markets added to an overly optimistic positioning is a dangerous combination when core inflation remains elevated. Markets may remain optimistic for a while, but a correction of the excessively optimistic expectations built in stocks is almost inevitable. At the end of the day, betting on multiple expansion is not a good market participant policy. Betting on multiple expansion is always dangerous. It's better to look at stocks that are not discounting huge improvements in the economy margins and earnings, and certainly stocks that do not require multiple expansion to continue to uh, go up, to put in a strong category those that generate strong cash flow, improved margins in an environment of high inflation and also those that are not necessarily aligned with the most aggressive trends in financing net debt and utilization of working capital so ultimately we need to be cautious because the market looks excessively optimistic Thank you for watching this video. Please subscribe to my channel, like my videos, leave your comments below and keep defending freedom. Thank you very much.